This, 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 we are gathered here today for the Fight Disciples UFC and Boxing Talk. Welcome to podcast episode 254. This is dedicated to the world of mixed martial arts slash UFC. Uh, we are the Fight Disciples and you can get us on iTunes. Just search Fight Disciples and all Android feeds, including Spotify and the like, are on our website, fightdisciples.com. Uh, we're on social media too, at Fight Disciples, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and YouTube. Um, we need to send a little message to uh, Neil Magny just to check if his legs are all right. <sighs> Shit. We told you on last week's show, Shit. right, to make sure that you watched at least the main event uh, at UFC Argentina at the weekend because Santiago Ponzanibio uh, was taking the franchise to Argentina for the first time. He's probably their poster boy at this moment. Yep. Um, and we spoke about him a lot, mainly because he's in the same weight division as our very own Darren Till. And uh, it is a it is a shark tank of which he's in there. He's one of the elite strikers, and we knew that it would it, you'd have to do something really really special to beat him in his own backyard. And I don't think either of us really we knew he was good, but I don't think either of us would have been sat no. here going he is going to beat up Neil Magny. He's gonna he's gonna absolutely smash him to bits. Magny we saw in Uf, at UFC Liverpool. And he looked a million dollars. I was really excited about this fight. I thought it'd be a bit of ebb and flow. I thought it'd be proper competitive. I thought it'd be real nip and tuck. But for four mm-hmm. rounds, he got smashed to bits. Those leg, those leg kicks. To knock someone down at this level, purely on leg kicks. I think he did it, what, three times? Maybe four times? Yep. He had him on his backside just off kicks. That is a proper hiding, isn't it? And the finish is something else. The finish was unreal. And he was looking for that finish as well. Because he could have finished the fight, I believe, in the fourth or the fifth by continuing to chop away at those leg kicks. He really could have. But he, he chose instead. He chose to fucking get that shot, to get that one-punch knockout finish, you could tell. He was setting him up for it. Um, obviously, the place just went absolutely fucking ballistic, as you can imagine. The atmosphere looked amazing. But I've never, I've never seen that happen to Neil Magny. You know, the fights that he's lost in the last few years since he's been a a top contender at 170 against Damian Meyer and then um, against Rafael de Sanjos, both submission defeats, yeah, but, you know, they were were pretty early in the fight. I've never seen him get punished like that before. Mm. And uh, you know what? If you'd have said to me, someone's got to get a finish, I'd have probably gone, yeah, you know, Ponzinibbio, because on last week's show we were saying it's going to take fucking... More than Neil Magny to be able to beat Ponzinibbio in Argentina the first time. Pressure, the fans, everything else. You're going to get the best Ponzinibbio. Can Neil Magny cope with it? Yeah, the finish on paper, I'm not surprised. But watching the fight, watching him absolutely pulverise Magny for four rounds before finishing him in the, you know, finishing him late in the fourth. For me, that was just like a, a statement from yeah. Ponzinibbio to say, I deserve the next title Well, shot. that's it. Do you I remember, deserve it. Do you remember when we were having that conversation when... Um, um, Covington was in with RDA. Obviously, we had Till in with Wonderboy. Usman, it was Usman in with. He was in with someone as well. They were, they were, they were all fighting someone of, of big stature yep. in and around the same month, right? And we said, right, whoever basically makes the statement here will get the next title shot. Now, we know that obviously Till moved on to fighting against uh, Ty- Tyrone Woodley, but nobody really came out of, of that little pool of fights with a massive statement, did we? In fact, no. it was Usman against Ponzinibbio, if I'm not mistaken, wasn't it? Before it fell off. Yeah. The, um, 
nobody came out of that and we all went, whoa, that's the guy. Even our own Darren Till, did we? We thought, yeah, it was a chess match, but it wasn't that massive. Yeah, it wasn't that. He set the gaff on fire. Yeah. Ponza Nibio set the gaff on fire Absolutely. at the weekend. And if anybody came to me now and said, do you know something, Ponza Nibio's getting a shot at the, cha- at the champion, I would not argue because that was outstanding from the young book. He was absolutely brilliant. You know, he's absolutely brilliant. And just the whole moment, you know, it was like his, it was everything in his career was leading to that moment. Imagine if Darren Till did that at Liverpool. Series. No, I know exactly, yeah, exactly. Don't get me wrong, Steve Munderboy Thompson is a level of above course. Leon Magny. The yeah. problem with Leon Magny is he's brilliant everywhere, absolutely brilliant everywhere, and he's totally underappreciated. Yet he is a top 10 welterweight. He's not a welterweight contender, and there's a big difference because... He always he's, he falls short when he goes to that next level. Yeah, all right. I just didn't think Ponza Nibio, with the people who's got on his record, you could argue that Neil Magny was the biggest name on his record. You know, I know people go mad over over Gunny Nelson, but Gunny is very one dimensional. Neil Magny is a top ten welterweight, proven, been there a long time, bit of a gatekeeper to a title shot. So to to beat that guy, but not only beat that guy, beat that guy up. You know, some of them rounds were easy, 10-8 rounds. He just beat the shit out of him. Literally beat the shit out of him. And, uh, well, not literally, obviously, but, he, you know, he beat him up good style. And for me, now that's it. I'm just like, I want to see Ponson Nibio in a title shot. Yes, I think he um, deserves a title shot. Mm. That's it. I can't really fucking go anywhere else with it. Obviously, Colby Covington's a cock rat, so it's hard to <laughs> talk up Colby Covington getting a title shot because, you know. What's a cock rat? <laughs> I haven't heard that one before. You haven't heard the cock rap no, before? No, no, no. He's just a bit of a dick, do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I've heard that. Yeah, 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 a bit of a dick. Out yeah. of all the insults that I've ever flown at people before, I've never gone with cock rats. You've never called anyone a cock Cockroach, rat I've heard that, but a cock rat? <laughs> is that a rat shaped like a cock? What is that? <laughs> I love half the shit that you make up on this show. <laughs> We're going to get some new t-shirts made, cock rats. <laughs> If uh, the Orange Ape, who listens to our show on a regular yeah. basis, who's fantastic at uh, photoshopping various uh, bits and bats, sticking our faces on all different... What, you want to design a cock rat? Design me a cock rat. <laughs> I don't know what it looks like right now, but I'm sure you can come up with it. Get me a cock rat. A cock rat. Sounds yeah. like... Sounds like uh, sometimes... Well, someone that's a cock and also a bit of a rat. Is it? So you just combine it, man. He's a cock rat. Colby Covington's a cock rat. Yeah, there you go. You know what to do, Orange Ape Sunshine. There you go. Stick Colby Covington's <laughs> head on the head of a cock <laughs> on the body of a rat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, i got some weird imagery in my head right now. Mm. Um, also, I kind of loved your tweet as well, insinuating that Johnny Walker wasn't called Johnny Walker. <laughs> <laughs> it's not his real name. There's no way that that dude is called Johnny Walker. Look at him. He don't look like a Johnny Walker, does he? Johnny Walker's a pasty kid from Scotland, right? <laughs> he ain't that guy. But I'll tell you something, that guy can fucking fight, can't he? Yeah, absolutely he can. Fuck me. What a fighter. Absolutely brilliant. I thought that was a... Again, we were talking up, obviously, Khalil last week. Ben no, Chil- ben- no, you were. I was talking up Khalil last week because I'm a fucking huge Khalil fan. Ben Chilly came at me as well, like going, oh... Khalil Roundtree was was once a fat man who smoked a lot of fags a roadie. Oh, we've never heard that story before. Okay, point taken. Fuck yeah. here now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't got a Johnny Walker story, unfortunately. I wish I had. I'm more of a proper 12 man. <laughs> <laughs> on brand, Connor. On brand, as always. Um, but no, what a fucking performance. And I was just like, man, it was watching it. I'm watching, I'm watching it on TV. I didn't get it. But when I seen the clip on my phone, which is why I retweeted, I was like, 
Oh, fuck, it's Tong Po. It actually is Tong Po. Big, huge, long kickboxer. The full Mohican. Six foot seven, whatever he is. He's fucking massive mm. for a light heavyweight. It was, But it was the manner in which he did it. You know, Khalil Roundtree's coming off the biggest win of his career against fucking Gokhan Saki. Looks absolutely amazing in that fight. Proving that he's got punching power to fucking blow anyone away. And yet, on your UFC debut... You go in there. It reminded me a bit of like a, a light heavyweight white Mohican looks in no way the same, but performance wise, like the style bender. Cool as fuck. Dead relaxed. Let Khalil fucking get all excited. Just bouncing on his toes and then whoop, big head kick. Did what? Whoop, <laughs> big head kick. Khalil's fucking bit wobbly. And it was like, come here, tie grip right round the back of his head. Little that plum was guard. Hey, hey, couple of knees go in, mate. I was like, fucking. Don't you ever thrust yourself at me like that? Hey, just hey. <laughs> That's an aggressive Amsterdam yeah. pause, is that, mate? <laughs> but he give it to him, man. And then the finish. Holy yeah. fuck. Do you know the what, finish. Do you remember watching them videos of Bruce Lee with a one inch punch? Yeah. It was like that. It Absolutely. Di- it didn't move. The power he generated. But did you hear the noise when they replayed yeah, it? It was horrible. Oh my God. But the, the distance that it travels, though, is very, very minimal. It's just time, literal just timing and power. Bang. Absolutely, yeah. Absolutely. The power he generated in that. And straight away, UFC debut, bang, top 10, light heavyweight. And you know what? Right here, right now, I'm like, mate, fucking throw that kid in with it. Anybody, he's a big boy. Anybody in that light heavyweight division, throw him in with any of them because, again, to do that on your UFC debut to main card like that against the guy who's just had the biggest win of his career, to do that, man, that takes some balls. That's some ability that to be able to fucking stay that cool to have that much confidence in your own. You know, Khalil's winging away while he's trying to get him in that tight clinch at first. He's and he's you know he cups he hits him with a bit of a right hand. The strength, though, to keep him in that grip, because Khalil's not a midget. No, he's, exactly. he's, a, he's, he's a, a fucking big dude. Yeah, man. But that's a guy using his attributes to the best effect. He's six foot six, six foot seven, whatever yeah. he is. He's going to be bigger than every light heavyweight he faces. So he knows as soon as he gets over them and gets that, that grip on, yeah. he just puts his body weight down on yeah, the shoulders, exactly then so he, he can't did. get out, and then you go, fuck off, take that knee. <laughs> uh, mate, I was so impressed with him, seriously. Uh, when Do you we think coming... he does that? Do you think Johnny does that? When it went... Fuck off, <laughs> take that knee. <laughs> Stitch so. that. Stitch that, lad. <laughs> Fuck off. Well, that's how he talks, because <laughs> his name's Johnny Walker. He doesn't talk like that. That's why he's so fucking mental. He gets in front of the camera speaking. He comes out with an with England... Uh, He's got an England badge on his yeah, UFC yeah. regalia, and it said, fight. it said from South uh, Southampton. I think they build him as that's bullshit. Southampton, UK. He has never via Brazil. He has like, never been. Well, I, I was watching all the preview stuff last week, a couple of videos, and if someone watched the video and interview um, from out there that I missed um, from Argentina, but I, you know, usually some of the you know the websites are all over it. Unlike boxing, you know, these guys have to go through a media day and shit. Yeah, I didn't yeah, see yeah. one interview with Johnny Walker. Yeah. The only one I seen, no one mentioned it, and I'm like, why is no one mentioned the fact his name's one Johnny Walker? He's got an England badge on his thing, even though he was fucking born in Brazil. Yeah, yeah. And he's with Brazilian camp. Yeah. He speaks Brazilian, yeah, Portuguese. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Where's the fucking link come from? No idea. I need to know. Hopefully, someone can let me know. I reckon it's a fake. But legitimately, I reckon he's a fucking contender. Yeah, he is. Straight in at number ten, he's a contender. Mate, just for everything that we've just mentioned there, he's my new favourite dude, Johnny Walker. Johnny Fuck Walker off, that. stitch that. 
Tong Po. He's got to change his nickname to Tong Po as well. Mm. It's, he's got to call himself Tong Po because he looks like, you know. Tong Po. Tong Po. <laughs> well <laughs> done. To the best... Were you buffering them for a second? <laughs> <laughs> what the UFC should do, and is uh, Chile will get all over this. They should do a countdown for this next fight. Don't give ideas away, mate. You've got to sell them ideas. This is why we're both skint. Right? <laughs> we keep giving shit away on the show and then everybody else nicks it and cracks on. That's true, actually. <coughs> Sky Sports. That's it. Let's let's do, do you a know the concrete pillar. Let's do a before the, Let's do a no. <laughs> when he's just hitting it with his shin. <laughs> Lower leg kicks. Why are you being so, <laughs> you're being aggressive today. You know why? Because I listened back to last week's show and you shouted at me for being too chilled for yeah. the UFC episode. Ah. So I've took it up an, an octave tonight. Yeah. I'm I'm, I'm in the zone. I'm, you, I'm playing. I like the energy. I'm playing. No, it's good. Thanks. Um this will get you going. Seems mm-hmm. that I saw you tweeting about it actually on Friday. Weight cutting, yeah. Should we go for uh, a little bit of Cynthia Cavallo? Because another fighter misses weight and wins fight. What is the point? Yep. What's the point in weighing in? I mean, don't get me wrong. It was horrendous to watch her attempting to weigh in. Oh, horrible one. She was in a mess. Yeah. Someone at that point should be going. You're not fighting, mate. Come on, yep. pull it. In a bit, ta-da. Yeah, and you know what? <clears throat> Just you know, if that's in New York, I reckon that gets pulled because New York are, are all over it, and New York did a bit of a pain. Let's be honest, but then in re, in moments like this, because hmm. there's a, an athletic commission in New York, the New York State Athletic Commissioner would have seen that. I'm guessing here, but I'm guessing he would have seen that and gone, "Excuse me, UFC, can we have a conversation? She can't fucking see. Never mind, stand up. She is a mess. Hmm. Go and give her a full medical right now." And it, the fight probably gets pulled. But because in Argentina, it's kind of like when they have shows in the UK, the UFC is self-governed, the UFC are mm. looking after themselves. I'm not I'm not saying for a second the UFC didn't give a, a medical. Maybe they were the ones that said, listen, stop cutting weight now. You're going to have to weigh it heavy. Surrender 20% of your pace. Just fucking get on the scales. Let's let's make a fight. I'd like to think they did. But top and yeah, bottom but even, is... Even at that. But even then, yeah. Top and bottom of it all is, this is the biggest threat to mixed martial arts, full stop, weight cutting. We've said it before, we'll say it again. This is the biggest threat to this sport because it's fucked. It's, they're not doing it correctly. There's not enough education. There's too much extreme weight cutting. You know, I don't want to go over it again. Two different people came at me on Twitter saying, I, I can't wait to hear your views on how we can change. Yeah, but you've got we to talked a, about how it could yeah, change. Yeah, we have. We've, we've given different options and different but ideas. you've got to appreciate we've got new listeners. So therefore, yeah. maybe, maybe do it again. So in my opinion, they should be, with their annual medical, which all MMA fighters and boxers have, they should do a... It's called a Dexter scan. This is just one way to do it. There's You've a machine called a Dexter You've scan. You've seen this in the States, haven't you? The UFC have got one at their PI. There's, they're, they're all around the country, actually. You, can, you know, Most places have got them. I think to get a Dexter scan done probably costs about 20 quid, so there's no big expense involved at all. And a Dexter scan will scan your entire body. Or, you know what? Just like a, a scientist medical could probably give you the same results. But that Dexter scan will measure your... Bone density, fluid intake, muscle mass, everything to basically describe what your construct is. So if you get on it, it'll go, right, you weigh 200 pounds and it's made up of X, Y, and Z. And then a scientist very easily can go, okay, get rid of your water weight, cut a percentage of muscle, blah, blah, blah. You weigh 200 today. You can't... You can't be lower than what You can't be lower than 170. Because if you go below 170, it's detrimental to your body. You're going to hurt yourself, blah, blah, blah. Now, just on that, quickly, Paul Felder nearly weighed 200 pounds a couple of weeks ago, and he's going down to 155. 155. So there you go. That's the point. Of course. 
But maybe Paul Felder carries a lot of water. Yeah, maybe. So they might go, you can do 155 yeah, maybe. just. Maybe. But what I'm saying is, at your annual medical, you should have this scan, this information, this scientific test. And then they say, right, for the next 12 months, until your next medical is due, your minimum weight is 170, 155, whatever it may be. And then the fighter can't go any lower than that then. He can go higher. can fight a fucking heavyweight if he or she wants. But you can't go any lower than what science says you should be doing. Mm. I think that's the best way to do it. Another way to do it, of course, is also introduce check weigh-ins like they do in boxing. You know, so this doesn't happen as much in boxing because one, there's more weight divisions. Yeah. But two, a lot of the governing bodies, like WBC, for instance, you have to if you're fighting for a WBC belt, you get weighed in around four, three or four times in the build up to the actual fight. So maybe six weeks out, four weeks out, two weeks out, you will have to go to an independent third party medical centre. Mm. Stand on the scales and a nurse, doctor, or whatever there will go, right, your weight today is this, mm-hmm. sign a form, and then you send that to the WBC, yeah. local commission, whatever it may be. They've championed that, the WBC. You've got to be a certain percentage within a certain yeah. time frame away from the fight, haven't you? I think the week before, you've got to be at least 3% or something yeah. like that. I mean, if, Something from, like that. From 10% right down, and they cut it like 10%, 8%, 5%, yeah. all that stuff. Again, it just stops that crashing at the last minute. It yeah. stops that cutting too much weight, the extreme weight cut right at the end. Um, but listen, they're just two options. I think the UFC probably should bring in a couple more weight divisions in and around this weight class. But then again, we're talking about women's fighting here. There isn't the depth. There isn't the depth mm. in the women's divisions to add more weight divisions. Christ, we brought in featherweight, and there's only one featherweight on the planet worthy of where there is an actual genuine featherweight. So I'm not saying that the women's game couldn't take it, and this is a woman that's missed weight, female fighters. So it's it's not. There isn't an obvious perfect solution. But what we can be doing is, and what mixed martial arts has got to do, and it's got to happen soon, is there's got to be far more protection around the fighters. And again, comes down to education, comes down to more information for them. Um, and I truly believe that an annual medical scan. And, you know, in this day and age, you're telling me someone at the UFC can't simply Skype a gym and go, right, okay, you've got the scales in the gym that we sent you. I want to see you put a 10 kilo weight on that scale. And look at it, okay? Take the 10 kilo weight off. It definitely weighs 10 kilos. Now get your fighter on. It's kind of simple. It's People will start going, well, you know, fighters could, could manipulate that or whatever. Maybe so, but at least at least we're being proactive now. Who's going, okay, them scales work because you put a 10 kilo weight on, it weighs exactly 10 kilos. Take the weight off, now get your fighter on. Great, okay. She's in the right parameter. He's in the right parameter. We're good. We're happy. Continue your weight cut two weeks out from the fight. Or they go, you're still fucking 10 pound over what we are saying is safe where it's going to be. The UFC need to be more proactive about it. They need need to be all over it because, one, yet again, another fight almost falls off. More importantly, the fight goes ahead and once again, it's like 95% of these fights that go ahead. Mm. The person who missed weight wins the fight. Mm. How is that fair on the guy or the person or the female in this instance that's actually done weight, who actually did get the last two kilos off? How is that fair? It's not fair. So... Anyway, rant over. More weight cutting. What else caught your eye from Argentina before I move on to the other big stories of the week? Ricardo Lamas. Yeah, nice. Uh, looked very good against uh, Darren Elkins. Darren Elkins, once again, he just blows hot and cold. You don't know what's going to happen, really. But uh, I thought I thought Lamas looked good. Um, and also Marlon Vera against uh, Canetti. Canetti, that Gudo Canetti. I think he's been in the UFC longer than Ponzinibbio, and he's he's an Argentinian. I think mm. he's been in even longer than Ponzinibbio, but obviously he's a little bit smaller 
isn't quite at the same level as Ponzinibbio in terms of being a top contender. Mm. But he was, the atmosphere then just fucking jumped up on Octave. It was massive. That's twice I've used Octave today on today's mm. show. I've mm. never used that word in my life nice. before. I don't think I'm using it in the right context, but anyway. Um, the, f- the crowd was going like wild. Exactly, yeah, fuck that. The crowd was going wild for Canetti. But Vera with that wicked new tattoo, he's gone on his right leg. That needs colouring in, but look, boss. He absolutely fucking mauled him. He had silence. He could hear a pin drop mm. when the referee dragged him off. You know, I thought Vera looked sensational. Great rear naked choke finish. Um, yeah, that, that, they were like the highlights for me from mm. Argentina. Mm. Um there's a lot been going on in the world of UFC, and we're going to get to that in a minute. I just want to touch upon something from Bellator, uh, because you will know that... Uh, what? Where? When? What? Bellator Israel. Tel Aviv, right? That was... Um, I've seen the result. Right. But I can't work out when we're, we're... What? Mate, it was mad. When did it happen? For those that wanted to watch it, and this is for everybody that's not in the in the UK, because the UK, as you know, hasn't got a TV deal this morning time, so we couldn't watch it. But if you're listening to this in America... You, you normally can watch Bellator events. However, this just does not make any sense to me because this event took place on Thursday night. Was it? And it was a blackout. I thought it was Friday. No, it took place. It actually, the event took place on Thursday night and it and there was a media blackout. So if you were in the, in the arena, you got to, you knew it and you could watch it, but it didn't go out anywhere on TV until 24 hours later. Yeah. So the Friday night broadcast in the States and every place that Bellator were, were broadcasting, that was a recording from the night before. And obviously we haven't even seen it yet here in the UK. Yeah. Weird. Just the whole thing of Bellator. How many times have we got to go on about it here on this show and various other shows? We're not the only ones. Everybody's talking about the access to your fights. You're not going to compete. You're not going to get to the levels that you want to get to if you keep stopping us from being able to watch your shit. Absolutely. It's very, very simple. Give the fans access to your content. Not 24 hours after, because people go on social media and they've gone, oh, fucking Pitbull won. Job done. Yeah. Let's move on. That's exactly what I did. I was like, Pitbull won on points. Couture won on points. Nemkov beat Phil Davis on points. And I, that was the one fight I really wanted to see as well because I was like, is this Nemkov legit? Yeah, he should beat Phil Davis. And then there was another point. On, that was the main card. was just like points, points, points. So now I'm not going to go looking for it. Exactly. Now I'm not going to go, oh, that's actually on tape delay tonight. I'm going to go, fuck that. I can't be arsed sitting exactly. through all that. This is what they're not getting mm. at all. Now they've made this massive announcement that they're going to commit to the UK and going to put all these shows on and stuff and they've signed a shitload of UK fighters but still no dates mm. still no TV deal mm. you know I mean Michael Venom Page Paul Daly if it even does happen is definitely going to be in the US anyway I can confirm that it is definitely in the US it's like what the fuck is the it's just stupid mm. absolutely stupid it's, it's weird man and they're never ever going to be for me you know, someone said to me, describe Bellator in one word, you would say, you know, second biggest MMA yeah, promotion. most people would say that, yeah. But is it? But I, I I, can't watch it. People in America can't even watch it live now. Mm. And there's a title fight on there that was for the Bellator featherweight belt. You couldn't even watch it live in America. I don't know, man. I, you know, it, it's fucking, it's weird. Mm. The business plan is so weird. It, You know, it's, it's owned by a company that owns a billion multi-billion dollar company that also owns TV channels on every fucking part of the planet. 
and yet it can't get a TV deal. Mm. Like, what the fuck is that all about? Um, one company that does have their business plan down, and they are uh, obviously toying with our own minds because of what we will be doing on Friday. I mean, Nick, I don't know if you've heard about this, is uh, he's currently decorating his house and he's going balls deep on Black Friday. Let me tell you, there's, oh, yes. there's going to be technology everywhere in his house. Um, don't go around his house, by the way. Just yeah, in yeah. case. All right. Just, yeah. yeah. Anyway, he's getting some new tackle. Yeah. The um, Golden Boy, who are obviously now having a little bit of a, a, a flick with the old uh, mixed martial arts world, are putting tickets on Black Friday sale. I know. Check that out. Double deduction. Is it a double deduction? Yeah, it, it was, I think it was fifty nine ninety nine for Chuck Tito 3. Yeah. And then they reduced it. <laughs> Can you, can you imagine the TV ad? Oscar's on there going, it was $59.99, now reduced. So they reduced it to $39.99, I think it was, or 49 Fuck me. But apparently on Friday, on Black Friday, yeah. they're reducing it to $19.99. Stampede, stampede, get yourself involved. <laughs> $19.99 for a ticket. Obviously, it's going well then, lads. That's for the pay-per-view. Oh, that's for pay per view. That's not a ticket. For no, the that's event. not a ticket for the event. That's pay per view. The pay per view was sixty bucks. Then it was forty bucks, and it's gone down to twenty bucks. You, yeah, but do you get a discount then if you've already pre-ordered it at sixty? No fucking idea. God bet, knows. I'd be fuming. Yeah, imagine. Well, one, if you've spent sixty dollars already, what are you doing? Two weeks out to see Chuck Tito three. Yeah. Then you need you deserve to fucking lose extra money because you're a plant pot. But twenty bucks, I'm start. I'm starting to think. <laughs> well, What's that? About 15 quid? It's about 18, 17, 18 quid and fucking hey, Brexit Britain, son. It's about 18 quid these days. Yeah. You'll find that out when you go to LA this week. Mm. It's fucking expensive these days. But anyway, it, even for 20 quid though, it doesn't make it any sexier for me, I'm afraid. Bear in mind that the zone in America is what? Five, $5, $10? I think it's $10. Mm. $10 a month for the content you get on the zone mm. compared to even $20, if not $40, for Chuck Tito 3. Chuck Tito 3. What are we talking about? No what the fuck is going... What's happened to the world? I'll tell you what I want to talk about then. Nick Diaz coming back yes. to the UFC. Yes, here we go. Next March, Jorge Masvidal. Yeah. UFC 235, if my numbers are correct. Yeah, Sounds about right. UFC 235 next March. Four years he's been away. Four years of enjoying himself and getting himself in all sorts of bother, getting banned and what have you. The ban is lifted. He's ready to rock and roll. That's the rumour anyway. Um, and Jorge Masvidal is the man that's put his hand up and he says that he fancies it. March. Nick Diaz. This is what we need, though, don't we? We need those pay-per-view dudes. We need those guys back in the UFC. We need his brother knocking about as well, yeah. causing all sorts of shit. The best thing about it as well, I've heard that uh, Jake Shields, Nate... Gil Melendez. They're all back in. Apparently they're all, the, the original scrap pack apparently are, are all back training together in uh, in Northern California, up San Francisco. This is like when the place, Backstreet so. Boys got back together. It is. That's exactly what it's like. And, uh, you know, I don't know whether that played a part because Gil Melendez was supposed to be fighting Arnold Allen, which was a massive, great opportunity for Arnold Allen, but pulled out. And we were talking, well, Dan was talking to him in Vegas, Gil, Gil Melendez, and he was saying like he'd never heard of Arnold Allen, which is why he's pulled out. But he was like, kind of, you know, Kind of focusing a bit more on on getting getting our shit back together as a team, and at the time I didn't really think much of it. But now, it's in hindsight, I'm like, fuck the scrap pack, baby, the scrap pack are getting back together. So it's going to be wicked to see Nick back inside the octagon again. Again, this is the mental thing about UFC compared to say boxing. So let's say in boxing, let's think of like a, a really cool former champion that's like you know 
someone that really engages the audience and whatever else. And anyway, imagine imagine that guy loses three big fights in boxing and hasn't won now in a boxing ring since 2011. And yet the announcers come back. And everybody's buzzing for it. Imagine everyone buzzing, but it just, it just doesn't happen. It just does not happen. And yet Nick Diaz, his stock is as high as it was when he fucking beat BJ Penn in 2011. And yet since then, he's lost the Condit, lost the GSP, lost to Anderson Silva, which, you know, in hindsight was fucking brilliant. I look I look back on the Anderson Silva fight, and it's, I know it's a no contest now, isn't it? Because they were both... Juiced up. Juiced One's on smacked. marijuana, one were off his tits. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they both smacked up. But uh, it, it's just mad the way MMA can do that. You know, once you become like a cult figure... A fan's hero in MMA. Doesn't matter how long you're out for. Doesn't matter how many losses you've had. He's, you're still a grade A fight. Nick Diaz will come back. And again, he has not won a fight since he beat BJ Penn at UFC 137. That's October 2011. Seven years old. That's nearly 200 pay-per-view events ago. Uh, sorry, 100 pay-per-view events ago. So 137. 137. Coming back at 235. Unfucking real. And you know what? If he's not main, he'll be co-main. He ain't going to be fucking buried down the card. No, no, he'll be getting weighed in. He'll have to get his pay-per-view points, won't he? Shit. It's fucking mad, isn't it? Mad how the sport works like that. But listen, this this kind of brings you back to the whole Demetrius Johnson thing then, doesn't it? You know, it's like Demetrius Johnson basically just got fucked off. Because why? Because we don't care. Doesn't sell tickets, doesn't engage the fans... We're not in. We're yeah. not bought into Make DJ. Make care, man. We're not bought in. But the world is bought into Nick Diaz. Nick and Nate Diaz, the scrap pack, man. We fucking love them. The lunatic, loose cannons. Win, lose, draw. We don't care. We just want to see them in and around MMA. And the best thing is, they're the worst people ever to do interviews with. They fucking never turn up for interviews. They're a nightmare. Cost me a fortune when I was a magazine editor. They're not showing up for interviews and shit. And photo shoots. Did it make me love them any less? Did it fuck? No. Which made me get a bit creative with stock imagery. <laughs> <laughs> I hope it happens, man. I hope it happens. With with, with Nick and, and Nate, especially Nick, you take all these little things with a pinch of salt. Will it even happen? I don't know, but fucking hope so. Mm. What a lovely little uh, late Christmas present that would be. 235? Yeah. Is that what you're saying? March, yeah. Are you, uh, to March next year, yeah, yeah, yeah. T-Mobile. Yeah. Regarding... Um, Stock imagery and people making little memes. Lots of uh, collaborations of Cowboy and Connor. Yeah. That I've seen over it's the last seven happen. days. It's never going to happen. My shout on last week's show, and the main man texted me as well, Dan, and was like, all day. That's all he texted me, all day. I was like, yeah, yeah, baby. UFC London, Dan Hardy, Cowboy Cerrone. You heard it here first. Dan wants it. We want it. Let's make it happen, UFC. Connor versus Cowboy isn't going to happen. That could be the first fight where there's um, an FD logo at a UFC event. <laughs> In the octagon? In the octagon. <laughs> Couldn't they? Yeah. Do you reckon Dan would let, it co- let us corner him? <laughs> <laughs> we can ask. We can certainly ask. We wouldn't offer any insight. It'd just be piss funny, wouldn't it? We could do the podcast from the corner. <laughs> Dan, you know what you're doing. You're an expert, mate. You crack yeah, on, exactly. son. Yeah, yeah. We could just be talking shit from yeah, the corner yeah. as usual. Fucking logoed up. That would be hilarious. Connor's got a fucking proper 12 everywhere. We need to get exactly, our game yeah. on there, mate. We, we need want to get... Fight Disciples logo That's... in the octagon. That's it. 
if only. Get it shaved into the side of Dan's head. That's it. Fight Disciples one side, full reptile collective the other. Sweet as a nut. Sweet as a nut, man. Done. Done. I'll get on to Cowboy then. Happy days. Text him. Let's see if we can make it happen. Absolutely. Hmm. Um, This weekend... Uh, the big boys are going to be in Asia. Mm-hmm. Oh, Godzilla! <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's exactly what it is, isn't it? Well, that's, it's not exactly, because that's Japan and we're, we're in China. But anyway. Well, you know. Fucking hell, a bit of casual racism there. <laughs> Oi! <laughs> Beijing, we're coming for you, baby. Uh, Curtis Blades against Francis Ngannou. Yeah, Ngannou needs this, mate. He was the second coming. And then his last two fights, it's just, it's just gone off the cliff. Frank, now's the time, baby. Let's find that Cameroonian power once again and yeah. bring it to uh, to China this weekend and show the world what you've got. I mean, we were so excited about him this time last year. And don't get me wrong, maybe it was a little bit quick for him getting in there with Stipe, stinking yeah. the gaff out. After that knockout of Overeem, everybody's, everybody's got an odd on for Ngannou, haven't they? But his last two haven't gone how we would have want or how the UFC would have wanted it. They were yeah. looking for that superstar, weren't they? Of course. Now's the time, mate. You've got to step up. This is a perfect opponent for him. Kind of the perfect night as well, because as you say, the the Asian fans, they love those freakishly big dudes, don't they? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think for Ngannou as well, you know, losing, getting beat up for five rounds against Stipe for the belt, there's no, there's no shame in that. You know, it probably was too soon. Hmm. Probably was a little bit too much too soon. But it was the performance last time out against Derek Lewis. That's the one that still sticks in the throat because he just didn't want to engage. It was just horrible. One of the worst fights in UFC history. So he needs to bounce back from that. You know, they've matched him with Curtis Blades, who uh, he's already got a win over. The ref- I think the doctor stopped the fight last time with Curtis Blades after two rounds. So Curtis Blades could argue he's, you know, he wants... Retribution. He, he wants retribution, yeah. He wants to come back from that. So I think it's a good, it's a good fight. Um, you know, it says it all that Overeem's in the co-main events as well. You know, talk about guys that the UFC had high hopes for, just like, just like Ngannou. Fucking, I remember when Overeem signed, and it was just like this is going to be the guy. You know, they re- genuinely thought he was going to take the heavyweight division forward and was going to become an absolute superstar. And yet, here he is, co-main event in Beijing, taking on. A kid making his UFC debut in this Sergei Pavlovich, and this, I don't know too much about him. What's his? What's I his think script? he was MT. I think he was M M One Global Champ or whatever they were called, Fight Night Global. So you know he's obviously a, a more than capable Russian. You know you run through the old old familiar things, sambo boxing, yeah. all thing, but he's undefeated. You know the guy's got a fucking unbeaten record: twelve straight wins, nine straight knockouts. Um, so. He will see Overeem as his fast track into the UFC. And as we've seen at the weekend with Johnny Walker, opportunity knocks. If you get someone in the top 10 on your UFC debut, mm. yeah, the cards are stacked against you. But mate, if he can land his hands, clearly, no, he's a heavyweight with that many knockouts. He can clearly fucking bang. He can clearly do it. So it's all on Overeem, really. I think this is a, a lose-lose for Overeem. Yeah. No guy making his UFC debut. It feels a little bit like Overeem's being hung, hung out to dry. But then, you know... Overeem's fallen short already. It's a very heavily Asian card, as you might imagine. Uh, quite a lot of Asian fighters on the card. So a lot of guys that people won't be too familiar with. But I like the the, the welterweight. Jing Liang is very good. Um, so, it, it, again, these sleeper cards, these are the ones that you've got to fucking tune into because 
crazy shit tends to happen when UFC go to these uh, go to these new events. And if Argentina's anything to go by, mm. it's going to be absolutely excellent. Time difference for uh, UK fans is actually quite positive. I think it's the early hours of Saturday morning, if I'm not mistaken. Is that how it works out? Because I'm going the opposite direction, aren't we? Yeah, I might have got that wrong. It's it's in the morning anyway. You can watch this with Cheerios or mid afternoon, something like that. It's like when Bispin went out there and fought um, Kelvin Gastelum and got chinned at one Oh yeah, that in was wicked timing. Yeah, that the timing it, for that was wicked. It works out at around about that that yeah. time for the main event anyway. So eleven o'clock in the morning, something like that. Yeah, exactly. I think I think Johnny Phillips, the Welsh fighter, was supposed to be. I don't know where he is on this card. I'm just trying to check the records. He he's not down on the official card at the moment, but I th- I'm sure he was matched up on this card. In the middleweight, he lost his UFC debut, so he's obviously will certainly be looking mm. like looking to try and bounce back here. So he's definitely one to keep an eye on for British fans. But uh, you know, it's all about the big boys at the top of the weight class, isn't it? Let's be honest. And mm. for me, we're looking at two knockouts. I think Blades will either capitalise on the fact that Nagano's like a little scared kitten these days and pounce on him, uh, and either Pavlovich is the real deal and will land, or Pavlovich will get found out that there's one thing being Champa M1 Global or Global fights, whatever it's called, and it's another thing facing Alistair Overeem. So I think Overeem goes old school this weekend. I hope so. Chokes him, Chokes out. him out. It'd be lovely to see him get a submission after all these years, but mm. you never know. Yeah. Who's he training with these days, Overeem? It's so fucking hard to keep track of him. I don't know. It's all over the place. Mm. Interesting. Um, just a quick one regarding uh, Full Reptile Radio last Thursday. If you haven't uh, listened to it yet, definitely go and have a little bit of a listen. It's such a fascinating listen. Yeah. It's a different listen. That's what Dan's attempting to do um, with Full Reptile Radio, get different types of guests in there to talk about different aspects of this sport and other stuff that's going on in the world. And obviously, uh, Rosie was on the show with him. Dr. Rosie, should I say, right now. Dr. Rosie Sexton. Uh, was on the show with him uh, last Thursday talking about a uh, new career in osteopathy. And obviously her being the first British woman in the UFC. So there's loads of chat about that. But Especially if you're a fighter. I think if you're a fighter, yeah. you've got to go and listen to it because some of the shit that they're talking about... Or if you've got real. neck and back problems. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you've got neck and back problems, well, go and have a well, listen. That was my thought. You say, I think and Dan's just using his yeah, show here to get doing. free fucking free massages and whatever. Well, get the oils out, Rose. Go exactly, on. Get, yeah. I've, got a re- you know, I've got a fight coming up with Cowboy in a bit. Just exactly. do us a favour. Get, get on the old shoulders there, will you? <laughs> <laughs> Next week it'll be, uh, I'm going to interview a top dental surgeon. That's and, it. Well, I'm here, get me as a gum shield sorted. That's yeah, it. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. I'm surprised we haven't spoken to anybody who do uh, CBD. Or, well, yeah, yeah, Goddard was doing a bit of CBD, <laughs> weren't he? A pair of them were going for some uh, some product there. <laughs> anyway, it's a fascinating listen. Um, is he out in China this week? I would I imagine so. that he is. He thinks so, yeah. He's on commentary and he'll be doing commentary mm. with John. So there you I'm go. I'm not too sure where he's leaving yet, but maybe his, his show will come live from Beijing. There you go. Um, Full Reptile Radio is part of the uh, Fight Disciples Network, so make sure you are well and truly upon it, all right? Uh, you can get it on uh, iTunes. Just search out Fight Disciples. It's fightdisciples.com for all Android feeds, including Spotify and the like. And you can get at Fight Disciples on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. There's an interview coming up with Jimmy Manawa. Um, on our YouTube channel, I went down to uh, Bounce. Yeah, he, he uses quite a few of these Bounce franchise gyms down in uh, Southwest London. Is it one of them gyms full of trampolines? No. Oh, I don't know why they call it Bounce actually, because there isn't any trampolines in it. But he was doing his um, his uh, health, uh, strength, certain conditioning, strength and conditioning session. He's looking big, man. He is big. It's a monster, Jimmy. Yeah, he's looking big, and obviously he's got a fantastic fight coming up at, in Toronto on yeah. December the eighth. Mm-hmm. So is he heading back over to to Tristar? Uh, not Tristar, is he? Well, 
We had a, back, back well, you'll see this on the YouTube interview Speedy. because we were having a little bit of a, a chinwag actually about him pulling his hamstring when he went over to Brazil yeah. and he puts it down to the amounts of flights that he was taking, which isn't a surprise. Anybody that does a lot of transit, I mean, I'm on trains left, right and centre and it does play havoc with all sorts of uh, your hamstrings, your back and all that type of stuff. So what happened last time is that obviously he's been flying back and forth from Sweden every week. All stars, yeah. Um, flights over to Brazil. So this time what he's doing, he's out, He's now gone to Sweden. He's in Sweden now as I'm speaking to you right now. So he's gone back to Sweden to finish off his camp. He's going straight from Sweden to Toronto. Yeah. And then he's staying in the States and he's helping uh, Alex get ready for uh, John John Jones. Jones. I think they're going out to Florida uh, for a little bit of that bit of warm weather training before, obviously, the showdown uh, at Christmas, of which uh, Jimmy's going to be out there for. So uh, all good. Yeah, class. Mm. And we wish him all the best in that fight in Toronto. If you've got a ticket for that, by the way, it's going to be a cracking show. Holloway's on that card as well, isn't it? Yeah, We've got I'll plenty of time. Go. Plenty of time to talk <laughs> about that anyway. Uh, so when's Jimmy up? A week Wednesday. Not this week, week after. Week on, I might even just stick it up this week. I don't know. I might treat you. I might just stick it up there this week. Because <laughs> he's in good form. Because he calls David A a shithouse. So it's well, it's well worthy having a little bit Happy of a look. Days. Yeah. Anyway, go on uh, check us out on all social media and you'll get some content coming your way soon. We'll catch you next time. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, subscribe via iTunes.